Well, isn't it wonderful that we could fellowship around the word of God today? And so I have a word to share with you as we begin a new season. And this is uh, a change in seasons for us. And as we have come through the summer season, we're, we're just really beginning to really just what I call focus in on some pertinent things that the Lord will say to us this season. So I trust as you hear the word of God today that God's word would be rich to you, that God's word would encourage you, that you will find uh, that this word will actually build you up in the faith. So I'm going to be talking about prayer, and prayer is so necessary. Prayer is something that oftentimes we disregard what prayer really can do, that we, we don't realize the importance of prayer and the power of prayer, and that there's victory in prayer. I'm going to call your attention to Luke chapter 11, verse 5 to 13. Uh, we're going to read about what Jesus taught his disciples about prayer. Um, when you go to this, this chapter, this, this chapter is a powerful prayer chapter because uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the priority of prayer. And that it was so important that he taught his disciples. See, they, they were very, uh, uh, what I call, um, absorbed in Jesus' life. They, would, they, they watched him. They, they saw what he did. And Jesus had a pattern of prayer. Uh, he would get up early in the morning. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 would say he'd get up early in the morning before the sun rose, and he would go to a solitary place, and there he would pray. And so he was a praying man. He was a, and I believe that every disciple of Jesus needs to be a disciple who knows how to pray, but also a person who's they're passionate about prayer as well. And so Jesus is teaching them about prayer, and he said this, that, we, that we need to learn how to pray. Then he taught them how to pray, and he said, you know, there's a pattern to prayer, that we don't just kind of repeat things, and we don't just kind of read our prayers. But there's nothing wrong with reading prayers, and there's nothing wrong with uh, doing sometimes a liturgy of prayer. But prayer from the heart, God wants us to pray from the heart. He wants us to understand and know the pattern of prayer. So he said, our Father, and when you're praying, pray, pray to the Father. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we give, forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And uh, perhaps you memorize that, but that's not something we just simply repeat. But it's a pattern of prayers for every disciple. But here it is that Jesus, while he's teaching on the priority of prayer and the pattern of prayer, he now goes into the importance of the persistency of prayer that we need to be persistent in prayer. See, prayer is something that we got to work at. Prayer is something that we really have to involve ourselves in and really discipline ourselves to pray. And so in Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 13, I want to draw your attention to, to this parable where Jesus is focusing his disciples around what it really means to be persistent in prayer. It says, then Jesus said to them, this is disciples, he says, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though 
he will not get up and give you bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity. He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake and steak instead? Not a snake. You wouldn't give him a snake. Or if he asks for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I want to speak to you on the subject, there's no shame in asking. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share your word. We pray, Lord, that you would bless us, that you would give this word, Father, to someone, Father, who really needs a boost in their prayer life. They need, Lord, to be persistent in their prayer life. And so, Lord, I pray that, God, that you would show up big, use me for your glory, give me clarity of thought, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. One thing about uh, life is that life, uh, when we go through different struggles and different um, difficulties in our lives, um, there are moments that we're going to need help. We're going to need assistance from others. Um, reason being because we don't know it all. Reason being because we probably have never had every experience that life could offer. And it certainly helps to know that we can have some others who are around us or people that we know that we can reach out for help. One of the biggest reasons why there's a lot of folks that stay stuck in their particular situation of life is because they're too proud or they're too ashamed to ask for help. Maybe that's not you, but maybe someone around you right now, they're a little ashamed to ask for help. They'd rather kind of struggle through it. They'd rather just try to figure it out themselves. And you can see that they really do need the help, but they're just not in a place where they can ask for help. Perhaps it's because they don't want to seem that they're weak. Maybe it's because they are just afraid of being rejected and someone saying, no, I'm not really going to help you. So they'd rather just take it all on themselves when they really do need the help, they just rather do it themselves. And perhaps they just don't want to be found out that they really do need help. And so when it comes to this, this passage that we read, it's a parable that Jesus gave his disciples for them to understand the importance of persistency in prayer. And so you, to understand this parable, you kind of have to understand Eastern culture. See, in the West, you know, when... When, when people would come to your house, generally they may probably call or they'll probably text or they'll probably let you know ahead of time that they're going to come for a visit. Um, there are hotels around. There are holiday inns around. There are motels around. There are places where you can stay. Uh, we have Airbnbs that you can stay. And, and we have different places where you can lodge. And so even if they came to visit, they probably wouldn't stay long. And you have restaurants along the road and you have takeout. You have all kinds of food places around. And so they came, they might had a bite to eat before they got there. But generally, in the Eastern culture, 
when a traveler would come into town and they would go to a home of one that they knew and had relationship with, the, the person who owned that house, the way they would visit, they would actually to host them. It was, it was uh, what I call very rude. It was, it was like a duty to be generous and, hospi and hospitable to people who visit your house. And so Jesus tells this story because he wants his disciples to think about prayer in a very different way. And so he says, well, disciples, just kind of think for a moment. Suppose somebody comes to your house and uh, you, you, you're, you're home, and they knock on your door. And, uh, of course, you're supposed to have a time when you have some bread available because they made bread every day. And that's kind of what ties into what we call prayer when we ask the Lord for our daily bread. They, they had bread every day. They cooked bread every day in the Jewish household. And so they should have had bread. I mean, that's something. You should have some, at least some bread around. But as they knock on the door, it's late at night. And when they're looking for something, the host is looking for something to offer, some bread to offer, he has nothing. And he realized that it's a real problem. And so it comes to mind, he says, well, I don't have any bread, but I can go next door to my friend, and uh, I'm going to knock on his door, and uh, he'll give me some bread, because we're, we're very good friends. I've loaned him some things over the times, and... He loans me some things, and we loan each other. We're, we're really good friends. He knocks on the door, and to his surprise, his friend answers the door. And he's not too happy because he's knocking at the door at midnight. And he said, what are you knocking on my door for? He said, look, I have some visitors that came in unexpectedly, and i got to feed them. Do you have any bread? He says, I'm not getting up to get you any bread. I'm not going to get any bread for you. I, I, listen. My children are asleep. And you might wonder, well, how could it, the children be roused or by the knocking on the door? Because there's only really one room. So when they were all asleep, everybody was asleep. And if everybody was awake, everybody's like awake. So he said, look, you're disturbing my nerves. You're disturbing me from getting my sleep. It's late. The door is locked. Go away. No bread tonight. But here the men... He says, you know what? I have nothing. I don't have a plan B. Have you ever ran into a situation and you don't have a plan B? If it doesn't work out, you're in real trouble. You know, there are times when we are in situations that if God does not do something, we're in real some bad trouble. I've been in some days where I said, Lord, if you don't answer this prayer, I don't know where I'm going to get answers from because you're the only one that can do this. I, I, I need to have an answer. And so he knocks on the door again, and he keeps knocking on the door until his friend gives him the bread. Now, Jesus just talks about this in the lesson. He says, you know, here's what you need to understand about this this, pa this passage, that, that, that God is not one who is trying to make you work so hard to get an answer to prayer. See, God is not a grouchy man across the street. He's not a grouchy neighbor. He's, he's not, he's not a, a neighbor who's going to just give you a whole bunch of excuses. He's a God who answers prayer. So he turns and he says, you know, when you look at this, disciples, Look at it this way. You not only have a friend 
who could give you things that you need. But he points it at, look at a father. He transitions and contrasts this and says, look, think about a father. If, if this man could actually knock on a door and get bread at midnight and knock on the door until he got his need met, how much more does a father who loves you want to give you what you need? Sometimes we sell God really short, don't we? And I think I, ha I have some really good friends. I have some friends that I could call, and they, and they certainly would talk to me, and they certainly would do all they can for me. But, I, but you know something about friends? Friends are not always available 24 hours a day. And there's a difference between a friend and a father. The father loves his child and wants to see the best happen for their lives. Don't you think God wants to meet your need? Don't you think God wants to take care of your situation? Why is it that we can depend on the fleshly relationships that we have with others and not depend on the Father, God the Father, who loves us and can meet our needs? And so he says, listen, if the friend can do all of that, because of the man was not ashamed, he wasn't ashamed to ask. What are you ashamed of when it comes to asking God to meet your needs? What, what, what are you scared? Are you scared that you're going to get rejected and pushed away? Are you scared that he's going to just say absolutely not? Because God, sometimes he does say no. But if he says no, believe me, it's about your best interest that you get a no. If he says wait, it's in your best interest that you wait. Uh, raising, raising two children, my wife and I, there were some times that they wanted things, and I said, no, well, you need to wait. I didn't say no. I just said wait. And there were some times I just absolutely said no because I didn't think it was for their best interest to really have it. They didn't die, but I look at it in terms of I love them. And if I, who not being a perfect father, can give my children the best that I can give them, how much more does God want you to have the best that he can give you? And so he asks a question. He says, look, if, you, if, you're, an, if you're a father, you know, would, if your child will ask you for fish, would you give them a, steak, a snake instead? Would you give them something that they really couldn't use, couldn't want, or dangerous for them? Of course you wouldn't. And so Jesus is actually training and teaching his disciples to be not ashamed, to not be ashamed of asking. And so he says, you need to ask, because if you don't ask, you won't get it. If you don't seek it, you won't find it. But if you knock, the door will be opened unto you. And so when we look at this story, where have you, as a believer, where have you, as a believer, been too ashamed or too scared or too doubtful to ask God for what you want? God is aware of that. And without shame, you can come into his presence. You see, today, as we participated in communion, the 
the power of that communion is that the blood of Jesus gives us the, the access into the presence of God, which means you don't have to stand outside. You can come boldly to the throne of grace where you can obtain mercy and find grace to help you in the time of your needs. There's a story uh, of a little boy, and he's in a supermarket, and he's shopping with his mom. He's in the cart. And as uh, mom is rolling around the cart, and she's getting the, the different groceries and items off the shelf, of course, he gets hungry. And he doesn't want salad. He doesn't want kind of what I call the health foodie stuff. He wants some chocolate chip cookies. And so he's in the basket. He's sitting in the basket. And he says, Mama, I, I really want some cookies. I want some chocolate chip cookies. And she said, no, um, we're in a hurry. And uh, we need to get in and get out of the store. So I don't have the time to go back around and get the, get the cookies. And, and I really don't have time. We just got to get in and get out. Plus, I really don't have the, the resource to do it. I have a list. I have a certain amount of money for the groceries, and I really need to make sure I get what I came for. But mom, 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 I want some chocolate chip cookies. Can I please have some chocolate chip cookies? And he's, and he's asking her and asking her. You know, when children ask for things, they don't ask once. They keep asking. They keep asking until they get what they want. They kind of what I call weigh you down. I don't know if that's happening to you. And I don't know if your children are with you, but you can understand that when they really want something, they, they keep asking. We call it nagging you to death. And so he's in the cart, and he's, and he's still asking for those cookies. And, and all the time that she's kind of moving around to the different areas, he's, he said, please, I want some cookies. I want the chocolate chip cookies. And they get to the checkout counter. And because he didn't get his cookies. He gets a little bit what I call religious. And he, he folds his hands and he looks up and he said, Lord Jesus, I want my mommy to give me some cookies. Could you give me some cookies, Jesus? Could you give me some cookies? Please have her give me some cookies. And all the people around are watching. And his mom got so embarrassed and she said, all right. Just the look on people's faces, they said, why don't they just get that boy some cookies? There's nothing wrong with getting cookies. And she says, all right. So she tells the a man in the, in the aisle, would you just please watch my card and watch myself for a minute? I'm just going to run. She gets the cookies. And she gives him not just one, but two bags of cookies, chocolate chip, just like you wanted. Now, what's the moral of the story? Sometimes we, as Christians, we, we're in the checkout line in spiritual things, and uh, we're ready to check out. We're ready to check out. We think that we got everything we need, we just check out. And sometimes we just check out because we're just maybe tired. Some people check out of church because they're tired. Some people check out of Bible study. Some people check out of prayer where they're just like, eh, maybe I'm not going to get what I want. I've been asking, asking, asking. But here's the thing that you need to understand. That that young boy, he recognized that he had one-ditch effort, that he had to ask before he got out of the checkout line. And see, here's what I want to tell you. You don't want to check out until God answers your prayer. Have you checked out 
Have you quit praying? Have you been ashamed to ask God and keep asking and knocking on his door and being persistent about prayer? Because checking out is not the solution. You need to make sure that you are persistent in prayer. There are times where I have actually checked out in prayer and said, you know, God, maybe I've been praying about this thing and you're not going to answer prayer. And God said, why did you check out? Because I already told you that if you ask and you seek and you knock, and that knock is continually knock, the door will be open unto you. And could it be that you are just one knock, one knock away from the answer, one knock away from God giving you a blessing, one knock from God giving you the healing, one knock from God giving you the salvation that you need, one knock for God opening his heavens over your life, one knock. Don't check out. Be persistent. And so as we are called by Jesus to be his disciples, we never should check out on prayer. We never should be people who are ashamed to ask the Lord for what we desire because he puts his desires in us. And as he puts his desires in us, we need to ask for those things because he wants to give it to you. I want to pray today that this will be a moment in your life and ongoing that you'll never be ashamed to ask God. You'll never be ashamed to ask him for your needs to be met. And whatever they are, from your financial needs to your spiritual needs to your physical needs to the needs for your family. The reason why we have prayer each and every Sunday after our service has concluded and we want you to come in to be prayed for and to be prayed with because we believe that God will meet you right where you are. And maybe you checked out in prayer. Maybe you just said, you know, I gave up because I didn't get what I really wanted. But take a lesson from this parable where persistence actually will pay off. And so this morning, in this moment, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that not only do you know about how to pray, or that you know that, yeah, prayer is a priority, but I want you to pray persistently. I want you to, to not be ashamed to ask God and come boldly to his throne where he can meet you and he can also supply your need. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that we are standing, we are in your presence even now, Lord. Lord, forgive us for where we did not enter into this type of relationship, Lord, to be persistent in our time of prayer. Lord, help us to be individuals, Lord, who recognize that you are a good father. You're not an ogre. You're not, you're not the grumpy old neighbor that can't stand anybody knocking on their door. But God, you have opened the way. You have opened the opportunity for us to come boldly to the throne of grace. And so even now, Lord, help us to ask. Help us to seek. Help us, Lord, Father, to recognize, Lord, that the doors will be open if we just ask you. And so, Lord, I pray if our prayers have been too small, sometimes our prayers are so small that we can actually meet it ourselves. But, God, we thank you for big and bold prayers. Prayers that, Lord, that we don't have to have 
a plan B or a plan C or a plan D. But God, even in the moment, we can depend upon you because you're a big God. And we walk by faith and not by sight. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for answering our prayer today, for making prayer warriors, people, Lord, who understand the power of prayer to be passionate and to be persistent. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, amen. Well, perhaps you're listening to us today and uh, you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. He's a personal God. He's a God that wants to come into your life. Uh, would you pray with us and pray with me at this moment? Because Jesus died for you. He loves you. He cares for you. He, he was nailed to the cross. He was buried, but he rose on the third day to save us and to give us life. And if that's your desire today, we'd like to lead you in a prayer for salvation. Would you say these words, Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you this morning, Lord, for your word that you want to bring life into me. Jesus, I praise you for coming. Thank you, Lord, for giving your life on the cross. Thank you for being buried, and I also thank you for rising from the dead. And today, Lord, I open my heart, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, you can go to alccambridge.org, and you can go uh, to the info uh, email box, and you can just write us and say, hey, I received Christ uh, Jesus as my Lord today and my Savior, and we can tell you how to get started in your walk with Christ. So thank you so much for being a part of it, uh, this time of, of worship and also hearing the word of God, and we trust that you are strengthened. And make, make sure that you are a praying disciple, and God will honor you by answering your prayers. So stay tuned. We have more. Listen to the announcements. God bless you. Make you a blessing.